Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. Today's episode is about how a lot of times, at least I know for me, I beat myself up for overthinking a lot of things, which might be totally true and sometimes, and it might be closer to rumination because I'm planning and thinking through all the things and possible outcomes that could happen. But really, it's just a lot of preparation. But I think a lot of times we beat ourselves up saying, you know, like, this isn't that hard. Why I'm overcomplicating it. And we get like really irritated with ourselves that we're seemingly overthinking or overcomplicating something that doesn't seem that hard or it doesn't seem that difficult for other people. But sometimes it is difficult and we're not overcomplicating it or overthinking it. Sometimes things are legit difficult and belittling ourselves and what the difficulty we're having is not helping. It actually can make you feel worse because number one, it's belittling and you're not validating yourself and the feelings. And number two, it can create even more doubt and negative feelings because you then are questioning your ability to do something at all. Because if it's so easy, then why are you struggling so much? Make sense? So today we're going to talk about a lot of things and how things are actually difficult sometimes. And it's okay to feel that it's difficult. Difficult things feel difficult. You're not overthinking or overcomplicating things in a lot of instances, so stop beating yourself up so much. It's not helping. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I started writing notes for this episode in a coffee shop, which was actually way nicer than I planned. The internet was not working, and I didn't actually plan on writing this much for the episode, but... And it wasn't working, so I couldn't do the stuff I was planning on doing on Canva the um, and like other Wi-Fi things. So luckily, I brought my backup. It wasn't luckily I planned ahead because this sometimes happened at this coffee shop. I brought my backup of the Alpha Smart, which I talked about, I think, and I did think talk about it earlier. I don't remember which episode, but I talked about it. And it's basically like an old school, early 2000 keyboard that they gave to like elementary school students to teach them how to type and keyboard essentially. And it doesn't need Wi-Fi. And I got it off of eBay because like writers really like it because you can focus on writing and you don't have distractions. Unlike the computer, when I just go to like Google docs or whatever, start typing, I'd get easily distracted when anytime there's a new notification. So anyways, long story short is I got so much written and I decided that I would do that more often, which I talked to my friend about before and about how like the change of location and scenery and all those good things. It actually did like put me into like, oh, I can't go into my habit because I'm in a new location. So there aren't habits for that location. So as a side note, I wanted to start planning that on a weekly basis to go to like a coffee shop or whatever, take my little alpha smart, alpha smart thing as like a little pretend I'm like a little second grader and just type, type, type away. That was a total side note that I thought might be helpful on changing locations because my friend and I both had this conversation earlier this week about how helpful that was to both of us. Like we both randomly changed locations for something and we got so much done and we were so inspired and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, during this time, I was also chatting with another DC entrepreneur on Instagram who is newly putting herself out there and trying to post to social media every Tuesday. Um, I forget the exact thing that she's calling it, but like Tuesday tips or something, but she's trying to post about her business and get more clients and brand awareness basically. And the combo started when I commented on her post to help boost it in the algorithm essentially and Instagram's algorithm. And she messaged me asking me to keep her honest, to help her post every Tuesday in the sense of like, just being like, Hey, did you post? Um, and I said, well, a new episode of Bare Minimum Babe comes out every Tuesday too. And then you'll see, Oh yeah, Amanda's posting BS. I wanted to do that too. And she was like, dude, this is the important part that like triggered this entire vomiting onto the alpha smart basically. And she said, I'm quoting here, dude, I need to get out of my head about this stuff. It's not that hard, but I always make it into this whole complicated thing. And I thought that was so relatable because I 
do that exact same thing. And everyone does that. And so my initial reaction or thought was to say like, yeah, no, it's not that hard. You just got to do it and get used to it basically. But after that, like first three seconds of that thought, I was like, actually, no, what she's trying to do is kind of hard. It's actually kind of difficult. And I, like I said, I have these same thoughts. So I don't really think she's making it to this whole complicated thing. Like she was saying, like I do this too. And so if I think that about what she's doing, then I'm doing it too. And it's belittling, like it's not validating what I feel too, if that makes sense. So it didn't seem like helpful or even truthful information to give her. Cause she was using me kind of like as a guide to say, like, keep me honest, like using me as a thing. Like I knew what to do in a way. And I was like, even I have these thoughts, like that's not a real thing. So for me, I just thought it was important to not say that in the second. And I didn't say that. I said something else. And I I go into that a little later. But the hardest part for me and for a lot of people I talk to, like her, is putting themselves out there. And that's essentially what she's doing, especially when you're trying something new and it's outside of what others might associate as being, quote unquote, you and what they define as you and your characteristics or what they associate with you. Like for me, for example, the podcast thing that I'm doing right now, like, I had a bunch of people that like know me from music stuff comment on like the Instagram account for bare minimum Bay, being like, we miss you at blah, blah, blah. Like talking about music stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I appreciate that. But at the same time, it's like, I, I don't want to focus on, like, I'm kind of pivoting a little bit right now. And I'm really excited about this thing. You're kind of dragging me back over to this thing. But really what I want to do is this other thing, if that makes sense. So putting yourself out there to the public or by public, I mean like literally anyone outside yourself. Like it could just be like your spouse or like your neighbor. It doesn't matter. So anytime you're putting self out there in a new way, especially over and over again, like on social in order to build something, like you have to tell people about it a lot. If you don't have to be social, it's just kind of like people will forget or not think about it unless you tell them or doing it in their face basically again and again. So you have to kind of like say it again and again and put yourself out there constantly to get people to start seeing you in a different way or just accepting that this is part of you as well. And it's kind of embarrassing in a way, right? Because it's like stepping out of what you're comfortable with and it's so it's vulnerable as well. So in this instance where you're in this kind of like situation where you're starting something new or talking about something that's not typically like you portrayed as you or what your characteristics are. So people are like maybe looking at you a little differently or having to adjust how they see you or even you seeing yourself. Like I said, it's embarrassing and vulnerable. And so when you're in that situation, when you kind of basically shout at yourself in your head, sometimes even aloud, some version of get over it, it's not that serious or you always do this. You always make things so freaking difficult all the time. Like, why do I keep doing this? Like it doesn't help. It's actually hurtful to your inner voice. Like you're badgering yourself going through something that you are recognizing is in some way difficult for you. And so it's basically like if a child's having trouble tying her shoe, her shouting at herself, like, God, why can't I get this? And you're just like, yeah, I don't know why you're struggling so hard. It's really not that hard. Like, does that help her? Like, not really. Right. That's essentially like, that was hopefully like that metaphor related, but in my mind, I'm like, that's basically what it is. Like, you're not a child, obviously, but if you're like trying something new and you don't know what you're doing, like the kid doesn't know how to tie their shoe. And so they're trying, but they don't know how to do it. And then if they're sitting there upset with themselves on the floor, like yelling at themselves basically, and you as a parent or like whatever you are kind of hovering over them being like, yeah, it's really not that difficult. I don't know why you're struggling. Like, 
that doesn't help, right? Like that actually makes them feel worse. They're like, yeah, I guess I am stupid. Why am I not getting this? And when you think of it like that, it's, I talked about this in previous episodes. I'm sure you've heard about this from other people. Like when you think about it in like terms of like a child, like talking, you talking to yourself the way you would talk to a child, you're like, wow, that's really, that's a lot, huh? Like I'd be a real massive, not nice person to be saying those types of things to myself if it were being sent to a child, right? And so an instance of the person on Instagram I'm talking about, her sharing new things about her business on social media, in my mind, I'm, I'm probably projecting onto her, but based on our conversation and how I know that I often think when I'm in that kind of position is that there is a fear for me. And anyways, I'm thinking again, speaking for me, it's probably some variation of what I'm doing will in some way make me look or sound stupid and people will in some way think less of me. Even if you don't even care about the people that you're thinking of, you don't want to be thought of as less than in a way, right? And I'm also in some lots of time thinking like, I'll also be annoying. Like people will be annoyed by me doing and saying these things or they won't care. So why would I even bother? These are all like the variations that I would think, but they're all generally a fear of looking or sounding less than or stupid. And so the fear of coming across as stupid and consequently others thinking less of you is a legit feeling. It's a part of our social DNA. We want to be liked and validated and be part of the societal pack. I talked about this in episode um, on outside validation, and I have that linked in the show notes as well, but how we need outside validation. I don't, I'm not saying rely. I wasn't saying to rely on outside validation in that episode, but really it is like, we don't want to be kind of hanging off on our own, like a lone wolf, just doing everything by ourselves and everyone thinking like we're so weird. Like we don't survive on our own as a pack. That's not how humans have survived. And so that's why it's so difficult to just quote unquote, get over whatever you're struggling with. And like, I'm not over it, quote unquote. Like I still think these kinds of things, like I said, all the time, like nobody's immune. Um, everyone thinks these things. I I assume like, I don't, I can't imagine a scenario that someone wouldn't. So for me, our quick Instagram exchange reminded me how in theory, it's so easy to do certain things, right? Like just throwing for her example, right? Throwing up a camera and recording themselves seems so easy giving tips, right? And then putting that, you know, putting that video on social, like that seems so easy. Like you literally just press record, make whatever edits you want to make and then throw it up on social, right? But it's really more complicated than that because it's not the actual act. It's like what you're thinking about what that act is saying about you or presenting to yourself. And so like the theory of it's so easy to do a certain thing isn't true. Like in theory it is, but we have strong avoidant feelings for those types of things. And then because we feel that way for a seemingly easy task, we then begin to feel it like a negative way about ourselves and we beat ourselves up for not just doing it. But theory and reality are always vastly different because in reality, it's really not that easy a lot of times. There are so many fears and insecurities and very real consequences holding us back from sharing something that's new to us or something that we'd like to discuss or whatever it is that puts us in a somewhat vulnerable position that we aren't normally in. So when someone's in that situation, telling, you know, telling someone in that vulnerable situation to just get over it, it's not that big of a deal or some variation, even if it's not as blunt, but that's generally the moral of that, whatever you're saying is belittling to their feelings and what they're going through. And like I said, it further reinforces that they are being ridiculous. So they can't even trust what they're feeling or their thoughts. And sometimes like it is like you can't, like I did say overthink, like you can sometimes ruminate on things 
and just kind of focus too, too much on it and not take action, like that's different. But if you're still taking action and then still thinking these kinds of things as you're doing it, it's not helpful. So like if I posted something every time on social and thought these things of like, oh, why is this always so difficult? Why do I have to make this a thing, but I'm still doing it? It's a little different. It's, it's just kind of beating yourself in the act of trying to learn something, but you're still trying. So when you're in that situation, if someone says like basically get over it, it's, you get used to it or whatever, right? It further just enforces that you are being ridiculous. So they, you know, continue the negative cycle of beating themselves up and questioning everything that they do and putting themselves out into the world in whatever way that is. And I don't think that's productive and I don't think it's productive for you or them or just in any way to perpetuate that kind of advice. Like it's not actual advice. It's basically just kind of, I don't know, low key shaming somebody for, for yes, it is in theory easy. So in theory, like why are they making such a big deal out of it? But theory and reality are different. So in the act of being oversharing and full disclosure, I'm going to share some thoughts that I think every time that I'm in the process of writing, editing, recording, posting, whatever, any episode of Bare Minimum Babe um, online and then any blog posts that I write as well from the show notes. Here are some fun thoughts. Nobody cares. What are you even talking about? Stop ranting about nonsense. There's someone out there who already is way better than you doing this already. You're added to the noise. You're not as far along. Nobody cares. You sound like an idiot. Why do I always sound like that? Stop saying um and like and legit. <laughs> That's a terrible angle in lighting. You should probably get a ring light. Next slide. Should I wear makeup to record? Like I record these episodes post on social. Should I wear makeup to record? I never wear makeup. I don't really want to. Crap, another typo in a social post. Now I look stupid, along with feeling stupid. Do I want to go through the process to fix it and re-download it and re-upload to social? Not really. I guess I'll just stay looking dumb. Is anyone outside of my five friends listening to this or reading? Is this a good soundbite to post on social? I don't know. And it doesn't matter what time you post to social because nobody will see it and nobody cares anyways. Zero views at 2 a.m. is just as good as zero views at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> doesn't matter. So those are just a few, and there's a lot more and way more expletives, I assure you. I'm trying to keep this blog and podcast PG so you can listen with freedom around your little kids and literally whoever, even though I personally curse like a sailor. So those are just a fun few thoughts that I think while I'm recording these things. Point being that it's very hard to silence the inner critic. Like, it's so hard that I've actually just given up on it. Like, that bee will never shut up. And I found so far that it's just easier to basically hear but not listen in a way to what she's saying and realize it's being said in fear to protect me from basically getting hurt and like I talked about earlier protect me from looking stupid from being embarrassed and then therefore having others think in some way less of me your inner voice is not saying mean things to hurt you and neither is mine I believe this so the inner voice is trying to protect you from being a hurt, essentially, whether that's physically or mentally, because emotional and mental pain has been shown through real, like legit science studies that it does manifest in the body. And there are physical symptoms that emotional hurt that your body acts out. So just because you didn't touch a hot stove doesn't mean you can't feel like absolute garbage. If someone says a mean thing to you, like you can feel it in your chest. Like I feel like when I get anxious, I feel it in my chest. 
and I just feel generally tense and I just like it. Like there's physical manifestations of what you're physically or what you're mentally and emotionally feeling. So your body doesn't want that pain, like period. So trying new things, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable in any way, even if it's like quote unquote small, it inherently opens you up to some kind of hurt. And so that inner voice wants to nip that nonsense in the bud and keep you safe. Like that's its job. You know, don't touch that hot stove. Don't give a public speech where you can embarrass yourself. These things are equally embarrassing or these things are equally painful to your brain and body. Even if like, for example, that public speech, there's no physical danger in giving that speech. Your brain interprets it as an actual danger and it wants you to not do that because you can embarrass yourself and they'll have physical feelings, physically uncomfortable feelings in your body. And it will linger actually more than the hot stove because your burn will, will hear, will heal. But the potential of feeling like an idiot and then overthinking it for days and days afterward, and then having like this deep rooted thing that you just look stupid every time you talk. That's a long lasting situation. Like the, the, what is it? The sticks and stones will break my bones when words never hurt me. I feel like everyone's like, now at this point, like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like I can heal from a stone being thrown at me unless I'm stoned to death. But like the words, like they live there for a long time and then will prevent you from doing things basically. So it's actually in some ways worse than emotional pain. Beating yourself up that your inner voice is only trying to hurt you. And in my opinion, it furthers its need because you keep hurting yourself very meta. Give me a second. So when you beat yourself up over what that inner voice is saying to you, basically of why is this so difficult? It shouldn't be that hard. You're making this a whole thing. You always do this. You're so annoying that and you believing it furthers the need for your inner voice because you, when you try new things, you do feel negative because you're listening to what it's saying because it's like this weird cycle, right? So hopefully that makes sense. It does in my mind when I was, when I'm explaining it and then when I wrote it down. So I am not great at this, but what I've been trying to do is when I hear that inner voice being a major B, I try to stay calm. And when I say stay calm, it just means like, like I said, hear, but not listen to what it's saying and basically just say, okay, cool. But, and then I ask these kind these questions, which I'm going to ask you now, does it matter what she's telling me could happen? Do I even care about that consequence? Is this worry big enough for me to not do what I was trying to? What's the potential reward if I do it anyways, despite the consequence? Why is my inner voice saying this? Why is she saying this? Is she trying to make me feel poorly or doubtful of myself? I don't think so, because why would you intentionally hurt yourself, right? So these are the questions I've been trying to ask myself um, and trying to uh, present them to you in case they're helpful to you as well. So basically your inner voice, in my opinion, what I've like read through books and stuff like that, your inner voice is trying to protect you. And the best way to do that is to keep you safe, which means keeping you in patterns and routines that you're already currently surviving in. Because even if you're not fully happy or fulfilled or you want to do something else and you're like kind of nagging feeling or jealous of people that are doing it, you're obviously surviving. So to your brain, everything is cool. Like let's keep status quo then. Yeah. So not trying a new hobby or business or I don't know, making new friends or starting a new exercise routine or having an awkward conversation with a friend or family member or asking for a raise or whatever, literally whatever it is that you want to try, do, say, whatever, not doing that thing keeps you safe. 
because of that inner voice. Like it wants to keep you safe. It doesn't want you to feel uncomfortable. So your brain wants to maintain status quo at all costs, basically. Your inner voice telling you anything negative or placing doubts in your mind or kind of like repeating your history to you, like remember the last time you tried this and how terribly it ended? Like that's not inherently bad or wrong. It just needs to be recognized for what it's trying to do. So like the hot stove example, coming back then to that, like you know that that hot stove is hot and you're going to burn yourself. So your inner voice saying, don't do that. That's great advice. Because you know from that experience, that's a bad time and serves literally no positive. Like you get nothing from it. But if that inner voice then tells you that is being dramatic and says, you can't go to a new gym because everyone will stare at you and they'll make fun of you and you'll trip over the equipment and like you're imagining like these terrible scenarios, that's bad advice, especially if it stops you from doing it. That's the issue is like you hear those things and then it stops you from doing it. You're listening to that advice. You're not just hearing it and being like, no, thank you but you're listening to that advice and you never actually start that thing. That's bad advice. And by the way, nobody cares because they're worried about how they look, not you, which I tell myself also, but obviously I also get sucked into thinking the opposite of like, Oh my God, they saw me trip. And if they did, literally nobody cares because everyone trips. They just try to hope no one sees it. But anyways, once I had this little epiphany a few months ago of all this like inner voice, like the hearing, but not listening thing, like in my mind, I'm now picturing my inner voice as like a child or just like this person that's like chattering away in my head that you just kind of like, at this point, you just need to kind of not listen to. Like, I don't know, I'm a mom, right? So like when, especially when my daughter was little, they just kind of chatter away. And so it was really difficult at first to focus because there was just constant noise. And so it was hard to focus on anything other than what they were doing. So just like, oh my God, go away so I can focus. But now at this point, she can like have a, like, she can just immediately start talking to me. And I'm like, were you talking to me? Cause I'm like full into the thing. Like you stop paying attention to it because it's just the chatter. Like you just don't listen to it anymore. And so I have to be like, if you need me, you can't just like all of a sudden start talking. Like I'm not paying attention. You have to like say mommy, Hey, like, you know, grab, get my attention. Cause at this point I'm able to now block out the sound because it was always there. So I had to get used to it and basically retrain how to focus if that makes sense. So hopefully that example made sense. It's just kind of hearing it, but not listening to it. Like you can hear it, but not focus on it. It it doesn't have to stop you from what you want to do. Doubting yourself is normal. Making things overly complicated, quote unquote, so you avoid doing them is normal. You're trying to protect yourself. That's kind of the whole thing now with perfectionism is that people aren't act like when you say like, I'm a perfectionist, which is why you don't do stuff. I used to say this too. Like I wanted to do it right. I'm a perfectionist, but really I'm sure you heard this before, but perfectionism is just a way to procrastinate and you're procrastinating because you don't want to fail at it. And there's a big possibility that you can fail at something. So when you do this, you're protecting yourself from failure, failure from looking like protecting yourself from looking stupid, from failure, from creating more doubt in your mind that you can't do stuff. So you you then question the stuff that you can do. Like I'm just an idiot when really you're just learning something new, but you're safe. Like in most scenarios that I'm talking about, like you're safe. It's, po- it's safe to post that Instagram reel. It's safe to say hello to someone that you've been crushing on. It's safe to tell people you want to start a podcast, even though you don't feel unqualified for it. Ahem. Like you're safe. You overcomplicate things to mitigate harm and embarrassment, which is a very real physical reaction. So belittling that does not help. You're, you're basically saying, 
you're not understanding that you want to be safe. Like you're not understanding its job is trying to keep you safe. And so by not understanding that you're getting mad at it, but really what it's trying to do is help you. But the help isn't actually helpful. It's unhelpful advice. Again, I'm going to bring in my child, but like sometimes like when they offer help, you're like, yeah, no thanks because their help is actually unhelpful and then creates more work. So you're like, yeah, go in that corner over there basically to keep them busy. Like you just need to figure out a way to keep your inner voice busy or to drown them out because the help isn't helpful. I'm working on not beating myself up for always quote unquote overcomplicating or overthinking things and imagining scenarios and feeling dumb or like an imposter literally all the time. And just because I'm a random woman basically making a podcast talking to you about this does not mean that I am perfect at this. By far, this is this entire episode is me being inspired by the conversation I was having with somebody else because it reminded me how similar it was to me and how it actually wasn't helpful to say these things. So I'm not at all perfect in this. So my inner voice is still there. Like she's always in my head kind of being really sassy and unhelpful and telling me I suck and all the things I already said before early in this episode, but she's trying to protect me. And so I don't know if she'll ever go away and that's okay. I guess like, I don't want to say just like, I don't want to say just ignore what she's saying. She's saying it based on past experiences, essentially, and how you've previously felt. So she is understanding of how you felt previously. But if you understand what she's doing and now you're able to handle whatever she's trying to protect you from, she's no longer needed in that scenario. Like, yes, I'm not going to touch the hot stove. I know it's hot. I'm going to burn myself. She can keep telling me not to touch the hot stove. I don't want to forget not to touch fire and things, right? But her telling me that I'm going to embarrass myself don't do something because previously I felt really embarrassed and stupid when I tried it before, but I've been working on it. So I think I can handle it now. Her saying those things again, and get in my head, like you can't do it. Remember this time isn't helpful. So I can't shut her up. She's still do it. They're doing it, but I can live with her essentially like the nervous Nelly roommate that she is. I can hear her and I can ask the questions to myself that I mentioned earlier, which I'm going to repeat again, just for like reinforcement for you and for me is number one, like, does it matter what she's telling me could happen? Number two, do I even care about the possibility? Like if I, if I potentially look stupid to somebody, do I even care about that person's opinion? Like real talk, do I even care? Number three, is that big enough for me not to do it? Whatever the worry is a big enough for me to stop what I'm potentially trying to do. Number four, what is the potential reward if I do it anyways? Like, what is the gain if I just don't listen to her and do it anyways? Even if I, even if whatever bad that quote unquote bad that could happen happens, what is the potential reward of doing it anyways, despite that? And then the next one, number five is why is my inner voice saying this? Why is she saying this? And the next one is kind of going with the, the one previously, but is she trying to protect me? Like, is she saying this to protect me? And if you can only remember one question, cause I like raised a bunch, but the main one is just ask yourself that I've been trying to do as well is when, she, you know, she gets a little loud is I think this one is most helpful to ask, but why is she saying these mean things? Why is she placing this doubt in my mind? Why are these things on repeat? Like, what is she trying to prevent? Like, what is the purpose basically? Why is she trying to say this to me? So like my main one is always like, why bother? Like I'll look, it's either why bother 
And then I'll look stupid because I'm like terrified of people thinking that I'm stupid. I don't know why, because I guess I was always like the quote unquote smart one. So anytime I'm in a position that I fear that someone will think I'm stupid, that is awful for me. Like I feel so bad. And so that's typically what stops me is the fear of looking stupid, whether that's like where I was talking before about my fears, like, oh my God, you say like constantly like, oh my gosh, like this, like this, for example, I say it all the time and I didn't realize it until I started recording myself on these podcasts and I'm like, yeah, I could, I'm seeing it again. I'm like, yeah, I could stop saying it, but that's how I talk. And I didn't have a problem with it. And as far as I know, nobody else had a problem with it until I heard myself back. And now that I hear myself back, I'm thinking, God, I sound stupid, but I didn't think I sounded stupid before. And I know that I'm not stupid. So why am I thinking it? So in my mind, it's just like, why am I thinking this? I was afraid of looking stupid. Does that want to, do I want to change my behavior? No, because it's how I talked and I feel pretty okay about it. So I can just shut up. Um, like I can tell her to shut up. I don't care. Like leave me alone about this issue. Come back another time for another issue and we'll discuss that issue. Thank you so much for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. If you found this in any way helpful, please let me know and leave a review. And if you're feeling so inclined, share it with someone else you think it could resonate with. Someone who always doubts themselves or beats themselves up or quote unquote is like overcomplicating or overthinking things. I'll be sharing this episode with the babe that inspired it. And hopefully she's listening till the end so she can hear me say I'm proud of her. I was, I was like, I don't know if proud's the right word because I'm like, I don't want to take ownership. Like I was like, had a stake in her stuff. Like... But I think that's really awesome, I guess, that I think it's great that she's putting herself out there. And if I'm proud of her and encouraging her for doing, like posting things up and putting herself out in a vulnerable way that's new for maybe others to see her or potentially like in a vulnerable position where she could look stupid or fumble or whatever, then I can have those same feelings for myself when I do something like that as well, like it passes along. And I can have those same feelings for you, which means you can feel that about yourself too. Hopefully that makes sense. But essentially what I'm saying is like, all of this is hard. And even if you can't stay consistent yet, like how you want to, or how you quote unquote should be doing, if you're trying something that you want to try and like hearing that doubt and inner voice, and you're trying it anyways, you should be proud of yourself. Even if you can't do it consistently yet, because sometimes it does get a little loud. So you pause a little bit sometimes, right? Like each time you learn a little bit about yourself and what you're able to do each time and just adjust accordingly. I know that I am with each episode I put out each week and every time I create content, I, little, I learn a little bit more about what works for me and what resonates with others and what my purpose is and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? And that's not just like with the podcast, it's with anything that I try. Like it's always a little uncomfortable at first when you're first like figuring out exactly what you should be doing, what works for you kind of thing. When I say should be doing, it's in a sense like what works for you, like what works best for you. And I know this is a long outro, but I'm like in my feels for some reason this episode because the conversation really did trigger me personally to think about how I beat myself up all the time for essentially the same things that I am telling others to not beat themselves up about. And that was super hypocritical. And so when I didn't give that just do it anyways response to her, it made me think of how I would want to be validated in a way, you know, so I'm telling her, you, myself, all the feels are there and they might stay there. 
and they're all valid. Like you will look and feel silly a lot of times. Like I'm not going to lie and be like, no, you don't look stupid doing whatever you're doing. Like, no, you might look stupid, but like eventually theoretically you won't look stupid if you keep it up. You know what I mean? And if it brings you any joy, happiness, fulfillment, whatever the positive feeling is, and it doesn't harm anyone else. I keep having that caveat just because don't hurt anyone else. Like keep doing it. Like hear that voice in your head realize that she's placing these maybe hurtful, doubtful things, whatever to protect you. Like you can hear her, but you don't have to listen. Tell her it's okay. Thanks for your concern, but I can handle it. I promise. Shut up. We'll talk about this. Any other, like we'll talk, let's talk about another issue. Let's table this issue. I no longer care about this. Shut up, move to the next one. And then we can handle the next one and we can kind of repeat the process. Right? So next week, I will be talking more about this concept of inner voice and it kind of ties in with archetypes. At least I did for me and how I handled it. Like I came through this whole thing with like the inner voice and telling her mind to shut up because of an archetype conversation I had with somebody else and naming my inner voice. I named her Diana and she's named Diana after Wonder Woman. And in my head, she's like behind my eyes, like the back of my forehead. And she's in like some control center and I don't know, steering the ship and trying to control all this stuff because she's Wonder Woman. Anyways, so how naming, at least for me, naming your inner voice can help you understand that voice a little bit more and what they want from you, like what they're trying to get you to do, what they're trying to protect you from, whatever it is that they're trying to do and get them on a more positive angle so you can at least understand it or at the very least tell her to just shut up and go away. Like you don't want to listen to her right now. Stop trying to control how I feel like I feel like I'm going to make, I'm going to make myself look stupid. I'm not worried about that right now. Stop telling me to be worried. So that'll be next week. And once again, if you like this episode, please pass it along to a friend you think it could resonate with and leave a five-star review. It would be really cool things. So anyways, I will be in your ears next week and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Toodles, my friends.